I'm Jeremy Murphy, director with Sustainability Solutions Group, and we're here at 111 Princess Street, which is a BC housing, socially assisted housing building run by Portland Hotel Society. And I was one of the members of SSG who performed the sustainability consulting and lead certification on this project. Uh, so we're here close to the port uh, with uh, lots of activity in the area, new buildings going up, uh, but it's a very old uh, neighborhood here in Railtown, uh, now experiencing some rejuvenation with some projects like this, and this is one of the, the first new pieces of development in this area for a long time. My name is Jeff West, I'm the project manager of the Alexander Street community here at 111 Princess. We've got uh, 139 units, 100 permanent units here on the east side, 39 transitional units on the east side. And those 39 transitional units are co-managed by us, the Portland Hotel Society and Vancouver Coastal Health. So there's a health clinic up there with staff dedicated to providing primary and mental health care to the folks living in the 39 transitional units. Uh, we moved everybody in in the course of a month and a half. Uh, more than half the people who moved in came from absolute homelessness or living in shelters and the most of the other half came from living in uh, really substandard private SRO um, rooms. So it's been really spectacular experience for, for the residents and for staff to see um, people moving into you know this kind of honorable and dignified housing, the kind of housing that everybody deserves. All the units are self-contained, they've got their own washroom and kitchenettes. Um, there's a lot of common space in the building, a third floor rooftop garden and an eighth floor rooftop garden. Uh, this landscaping out in front of the buildings, you know, really adds to the aesthetic beauty, I think, of the, of the project. And, and you can just see the effect that moving into a beautiful new building has on people's mental health, physical health, and just standard of living. As you look up at the building, you see it's this pattern of uh, corrugated panels and green spandrel and glass glazing. Uh, it's a mixture as opposed to kind of the curtain wall glass buildings you see going up a lot in Vancouver with floor to ceiling glass walls. This has more of a mixture of materials. The uh, facade of the building is highly durable. The uh, building is built to last uh, beyond the typical 30 to 40 year lifespan of most buildings and is built to last more into the 60 or 70 year range uh, with a lot of attention paid to the cladding, the insulation, the way the materials fit together. Uh, the, the suites are small on the order of around 350 square feet in this building uh, and with the size of the glazing in the windows uh, it provides the suites with excellent daylighting into the suites and excellent views out of the suites which is very important for uh, heating and uh, space uh, comfort and uh, just mental health. A lot of the site has uh, plantings on it along the sidewalks here and also on the, the upper levels in the patio areas. Uh, provides for some groundwater infiltration from rain and stormwater and in the garden levels uh, provides for some reduction in heat gain on the roofs and also provides the tenants with uh, outdoor space to enjoy, of course. So we're here on the northeast corner of the building, and you can see the ground floor has uh, almost floor-to-ceiling windows on the, the street level, allowing us a view into some of the common spaces of the building, which are very bright and nicely arranged, and very clean, and great for tenants to spend time there collectively. 
So the site that the building was built on was very tricky in terms of soil contamination. Uh, there was a laundromat just upslope from here that for 30 years dumped all of its chemicals into the ground and uh, spilled and infiltrated onto this site. The site has been uh, remediated on site in a sense, so the, uh, the flows from the site have been prevented with uh, barriers, the site has been capped with sand and cement, and the whole building basically floats on a cement slab. Uh, there are some vapor vents, one of which is at the front of the building here in a, a little metal box uh, where samples can be taken to see if uh, the air coming out is uh, contaminated with volatile organic compounds or not, and other chemicals. The first floor is highly pressurized compared to most buildings uh, of this size and make. Uh, the high pressure keeps any vapors that may be coming from the contaminated soils out of the building. We're walking uh, westbound down the alley parallel to Alexander Street, um, just off of Princess Avenue, and uh, entering then through the alley the parkade of uh, Alexander Street. And this is it. The parking garage is very small. It has a greatly reduced parking capacity compared to typical buildings of this size. There's only 13 spots in here, and that's an 88% reduction uh, compared to a regular building this size. The reduced parking capacity reflects a commitment to sustainable and active transportation using public transit, using biking and walking. It's a centrally located building, so amenities are close by, transit is close by. So one of the two uh, bike storage rooms here, this is kind of, you know, resident bike storage, which in fact you can tell our maintenance guy is using as a, as a kind of workshop for now. And then this is the staff bike storage area. Yeah, it's good. Eight staff on working today, four bikes in here. That's not bad. So, on, you know, on the main floor, we've got two large amenity spaces. This here, facing Alexander Street, is both a large programming area. There's a mirror along this wall, so we do acupuncture and yoga programming in here. It's also being used right now for a meeting. And behind this room is a wellness area with an office and a really large shower for doing various kind of treatments for folks. And beside that is our hair salon, like a purpose-built uh, area for cutting people's hair. So yeah, we've just walked into the, the main lobby on the first floor of Alexander Street. And so we're in a lobby here with high ceilings, you know, beautiful glass tile work on the walls, um, painted, the walls also painted with accent colors, you know, big screen TV and some really nice furniture. So this is a place where in the morning we bring down coffee for folks and, and it's just a nice gathering place for folks. You see people watching hockey games or movies down here. So we're in the, the east wing hallway here, and then on the west side of this hallway is our bedbug sauna. It's a purpose-built bedbug treatment room that has two mobile heating units in it. We treat essentially everything that comes into the building. Um, and then were somebody's apartment to become infested, we can take these mobile units into that apartment and treat it there. So you know, it means that we can essentially do all our uh, pest control 
without the use of toxic chemicals and insecticides. So we're on the second floor of the building here with uh, the residences and some amenity spaces. The way the building was put together and the materials used are highly durable. The materials are in excess of 15% recycled and uh, in excess of 20% uh, regionally sourced. All of the paints that you can see that are used in here are low VOC paints. Uh, the flooring materials are highly sustainable. Uh, there's no use of carpets or um, any sort of uh, volatile or toxic flooring materials in the building. A lot of the concrete materials in the building would have recycled content in them. Uh, almost all of the steel used in the building, uh, the finishes to some extent, but mostly the, the rebar, the support structures of the building are recycled steel. Using recycled materials means that we get to use fewer um, new resources, so we have to do less mining, we have to do less uh, production, less sourcing of materials from nature. So the drywall that's in the building, much of it has been recycled from drywall scraps from other building projects or demolition projects. So that means we don't have to go to gypsum mines and get more drywall materials, so it's highly sustainable that way. This area that we're in right now on the second floor is the staff and an outside home support provider's service area. So six uh, large capacity washing machines, eight large capacity, capacity dryers. And we're also using all eco-certified cleaning products here in the building. More bike storage rooms here on the second floor. So here we are in the, in the kitchen. Outside the kitchen is a cafeteria. We provide two meals a day, breakfast and dinner for folks, and, and uh, opportunities for residents to, to work in the kitchen as well. So. so we're in the third floor, just heading from the east wing into the west wing. Here's the, our health clinic and the beginning of some of the west wing units. And you can see here too, we're in the, in the kind of landing of the west wing, uh, with the common space that makes up for the fact that these units are a little bit smaller square footage-wise. Here we are in the lounge on the third floor. This is, uh, room is open to everybody to use. There's a little electric fireplace, a TV, foosball, ping-pong, and this beautiful new pool table that was just donated to us. And through the lounge, you can enter out into the third floor rooftop garden. So here we are in the in the third floor rooftop garden. Come this spring, we'll we'll probably remove some of these plants and uh, afford residents an opportunity to do some gardening to use. And it'll be nice to for us to be able to grow some food to use in our kitchen as well. Now, sustainability-wise, it's nice to have garden spaces and planted spaces on your flat surfaces, on your roofs and patios. It uh, helps with a number of sustainability features, such as keeping the building warm or in the in the winter and cooler in the summer, uh, just from having earth instead of, uh, of flat materials, uh, hard materials that are typical on roofs. Uh, it also helps with uh, some of deal with some of the rainwater and stormwater. It absorbs a lot of the rainwater and allows the evapotranspiration cycle to occur naturally, instead of what would usually happen, which is the building would collect all the water and funnel it onto the street or into the storm sewer system. One of the nice features about the gardens in the Princess Street building here is that 
there is no permanent irrigation systems so a lot of uh, gardens like this on typical buildings with trees and shrubs and and vegetable gardens like you see here uh, would have a permanent irrigation system that would automatically water all the plants uh, whether they needed the water or not it would be an automated system uh, which typically uses a lot of water so these plantings have all been chosen because they're native species or adaptive species and they typically do not need any watering throughout the year Here we are in the roof. Uh, we have several sets of solar panels here, which are hot water heating solar panels. They're a series of evacuated tubes that have a glazing on them that traps the infrared spectrum inside, so the heat bounces around in there, collects on the fins, and collects on the, the fluid that runs through the, the fins and uh, into the, the building's radiant heating system. Uh, so this greatly reduces the need for uh, electrical consumption or another type of uh, energy consumption that would be used to heat the building. And you can see under our feet here is a bunch of aggregate rock, uh, mostly light-colored rock, uh, which helps with the reflectance. So the, the sun's rays don't uh, get absorbed by these rocks as much as, say, a flat black roof would, which you can see looking around at the other buildings in the area. Most of them have flat black roofs, which are highly absorbent to the heat spectrum, thus increasing their cooling costs in the summer. So the building's highly energy efficient. A lot of passive uh, heating design features have been incorporated into the building, so you can just absorb a lot of heat from the sun when needed. There's two uh, air source heat recovery ventilators on the roof, uh, which extract heat from the air when needed to heat the building. It's supplemented, of course, by the, the solar panels that are on the roof. So the combination of all the systems and the, the heat recovery units uh, that take the return air coming out of the residential units and uh, put, it back into the, put the heat back into the air coming into the building, they all combine for about a 5% to 10% energy efficiency improvement on this building as compared to a similar building. I mean, the interesting thing about working on a building like this is that it has a different purpose than most buildings. So uh, LEED very much started with office buildings and retail buildings, and then it moved into the residential area. And now we're addressing subsets of residential buildings. So this is a very specific use for this building for a specific type of tenant. So it's very interesting to design a residential building with uh, a different kind of tenant in mind instead of just the average tenant. I mean, this is a, a tenancy that has uh, different needs than the average tenants. They have uh, different amenity spaces that are required and that sort of thing. So it's an interesting holistic approach to designing the building when you have to consider more than just the energy systems or the sustainability elements of the building, when you also have to really integrate the social elements of the building to make it a building that really works well and serves its tenants well. Well, you know, I've, I've managed several other housing projects and none of them uh, in a purpose-built building like this. Um, the quality of housing, um, you know, it's just it's second to none. And you see that reflected in, in how well folks are doing and how well people are adjusting. I think in a building, you know, a, a social housing, supported housing building like this that's so large, 140 units, 
Um, you know, it can often take years for things to settle. And here we are, we're three months in, and that settling process is already well underway. So, um, you know, for, and on behalf of staff, I mean, I'm just so excited to be working here, and uh, it really is special to see um, how much the residents love it.